What's good, fam? It's Tuesdays with Tawana. Sorry, I'm a little late today, so we'll give folk a little bit of time to get on. In the meantime, uh, I am uh, Rev T, Dr. Tad, your host and your curator for Tuesdays with Tawana, where we go live at 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time every Tuesday, building community one episode at a time. And I am grateful to be in community with you on today. I am grateful for a successful treatment on yesterday. And unfortunately, if you read my post, uh, a successful treatment does not necessarily mean uh, great outcomes. There are side effects that uh, come along with treatment. And so I uh, dealt with a horrible case of insomnia last night. Still have not slept. I am not sleepy. I am not tired. And I wish I were. <laughs> I wish I were. So grateful to be here on today for this next 25 minutes to chop it up a bit. And then we will, um, you know, insert your voice as we go through this episode. We will insert your voice into this narrative. Like right now, my niece Tamika says, sup, auntie, you know, short for what's up. You know, we born and raised in Harlem, so sometimes we just got to bring out the Harlem in us. It's just what we do. Uh, and I want to hold on to my New York accent, talking with my hands, all of that, just representing Harlem always, all day, every day. Uh, so building this this community um, is not about me talking for the next 20, 25 minutes, but it is really about um, expanding our minds, our hearts, and our souls into a space of feeling the energy of community, popping your comments in the chat, and I insert them into this narrative and read them so that we can share, and we can share, and we can learn, we can grow. I'm here to learn as well. I'm not here just to, to talk or to share my, my own experiences and my wisdom and my knowledge. And at the same time, I do share that in the hopes that uh, if people don't have the uh, experience that I have with healing in community and uh, having a, a faith-based prowess toward about my diagnosis or uh, family and family and if people don't have that experience, um, this is an opportunity for me to introduce that experience because it can be scary, especially if you are not one to uh, share your your personal story or journey because many of the things that we talk about is, is uh, harmful, triggering, or was harmful, is triggering, and we talk about how to heal from that. Um, you know, many of you know that I was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer in uh, November of 2016. So it has been, it'll be seven years um, in November that I have been 
surviving and thriving and not without challenge. So I share my story uh, to let folk know that, you know, what you see is not always what you get. Like right now, I, you know, I feel good, um, but I'm up and I'm bouncing off the walls. So I did not get any rest. Rest is very important. Rest is revolutionary. Rest is healing. Rest is needed, especially for our community. And um, I plan to, I took it easy this morning, told my colleagues that I was going to get off to a late start this morning, just trying to, to rest. And here I am uh, <laughs> with Tuesdays with Tawana because I just couldn't rest. You may hear my voice uh, get a little hoarse here and there, but I'm feeling well, um, especially since they moved my treatment from every three weeks to every four weeks. It gives my body more time to to rebound. So with that, um, you know, let, let's chop it up on a few things that's going on in our world and um, share what I may not know, you know, feel free to enter in the chat things that you want to uplift in this moment of building community one episode at a time. I do want to start with one caveat. Uh, last week we talked about I surrender and the, the challenge with um, I surrender all or I surrender because it's usually surrendering in uh, during a war or surrendering to an authority um, and really giving up yourself. And uh, the message, the overall message was to hold on to your identity, who you are, your divine prowess, your intellect, even when you, you know, make decisions that aren't, um, and I'm speaking to the, the black diaspora, the black community, when you make decisions that are a result of what society has built for us from day one, um, you know, whether it's the economic system, redlining, the uh, prison system, uh, Jim Crow, civil rights, all of that was for, against us. So surrendering, we don't want to surrender who we are because they're already trying to take that uh, away from us, right? Hey, Jan, good to see you, beloved. Um, greetings to you as well. So when we say, or when I said I surrender or I surrender all, I put a different you know, spin on it to remind us to hold on to who we are and how far we have come and what the ancestors have fought hard for and how we are moving forward um, and, and hopefully moving forward in community. And then, hey, Mother Carolyn, I was just about to talk about you. You, you must have sensed it and knew you had to pop on. Um, so I just wanted to add this caveat about I surrender because there are some cases where there are folk and beloveds that need to surrender all. Life can be just shitty, um, whether it's drug-related, diagnose-related, uh, di you know, related to a diagnosis, related to the economy, related to education, related to lack of health care, and all these things are going on, and you sometimes just got to say, God, I surrender. I surrender all to you 
because I want to live and not die from systemic ills. So when I offer these conversations and these stories, it's really offering an opportunity for you to know who you are and start the internal healing and growing process so that you can um, love yourself and love others. You can honor yourself and honor others. You can respect yourself and respect others. It's not you know, this linear one way, like white right wing evangelists and all of that who, you know, and even those that look like us that follow the, you know, that particular adage of, you know, well, the Bible says this and the Bible says that. And we've even talked about what does the Bible not say? You know, it may not necessarily say that Jesus was a revolutionary, um, but he definitely moved in revolutionary ways. Um, it may not say or highlight, it may say it, but it doesn't really focus on Jesus's divinity and humanity, especially on the cross. So what is not being said that'll lead um, us by uh, example. So we know what to do when we're in the midst of trying times, when we're in the midst of abusive situations and circumstances, whether it's domestic violence, whether it's suspending kindergartners, whether it's, you know, removing books and telling us how to teach our children and what we should read and what we shouldn't read because white power and white right white supremacy is whether ashamed or they want to erase it because they want to hold on to their power because they think that someone wants their power. We have our own power. We just need to use it and we need to use it in community. So I just wanted to add that caveat about I surrender where it was just not just, it was an offering to you out of love to honor yourself and using discernment when you have to surrender. Um, what are you surrendering and who are you surrendering to? Are you surrendering to the worldly powers that be that try to kill us day in and day out? Or are you surrendering to your higher self, to your divine self, to uh, your um, higher power, um, whoever that may be, uh, or how, how you identify? Um, the higher power in in your life so um, hey Christina how are you beloved so just wanted to add that about I surrender if you missed last week's episode you can always find it on Spotify Apple on my page on uh, Dr. Ted's uh, Facebook page so feel free to, to take a look at it it was pretty uh, pretty intense for, at least for me, let me speak for me, <laughs> it was pretty intense. Um, so moving on, um, I, I did want to mention there's a lot going on um, this month. Uh, and and it's, it's the majority of it, if not all of it, no, I'm going to say all of it, <laughs> is, is gravely uh, impacting our black beloveds. So uh, you know, I always put up the domestic violence hotline and the suicide um, health health line, um, suicide prevention helpline, um, because that is prevalent in in our communities every day, all day, um, and we don't address 
the increase of our black beloveds who are committing suicide because of the ills and the systemic some systemic ills that are happening in this country the result of covid how did how do we heal from you know this pandemic or that happened for for three years and and took us away from community and learning how to talk to each other and learning what to do with our emotions and our frustrations and having teachers and not having teachers and doing things online and sharing a computer with three other siblings and the list goes on and on and on. We have not talked about how that impacts our beloveds mentally, spiritually, emotionally, whether it's parents or the children's themse children themselves or caregivers, all of that. It, it is an impact that we have not dealt with and then we wonder why um, our black beloveds are lashing out. Um, yeah, that's probably probably another uh, podcast. So with that, um, I want to talk about uh, to this May is black, excuse me, maternal health month. I put health up there twice. Um, it's maternal health month. And I, I want to read a, a statistic. Uh, the maternal death rate for black beloveds um, are higher than any other racial group, specifically 2.6 times higher than white women. So we are dying at um, disproportionate rates above all groups all groups, our BIPOC group and white folk. Um, and that's a problem. That's a problem because it's not necessarily uh, because of what the person carrying the child is doing or not doing. It is lack of adequate health care. It is doctors ignoring our pain. It is placing us in uh, harrowing, risky, scary situations. It is ignoring when I tell you something hurts and you dismiss it. Not only are you ignoring the pain, but you're also root, ignoring the root cause of the pain. And when I say that, I'm talking about the medical field, not you on this this podcast, vodcast, but uh, the medical field. And so we, we are talking about giving a, a language right, for doctors and nurses and anesthesiologists and everybody else on how to engage and interact and see me, see me, uh, hear my pain, hear my cries and do whatever necessary to make sure I survive and the child that I am carrying survives. My beautiful sister Jocelyn is in the building today. Hi, sissy. Oh, I love you. Um, so when we talk about Maternal Health Month, um, we are we're, we're you know the the awareness, the advertisements, the ribbons, all of that is usually centered around white women. Uh, white women are dying in in these cases in in the maternal death rate, but it's much much lower than our BIPOC community, and it's extremely lower than our black beloveds. So I wanna note that and mention that because uh, black maternal health is, what what can we do about it? Cause you know, I'm, I'm, I always try to do this charge and be very inclusive 
um, because we don't know, we may not know all of the answers, but in community, we can figure it out. We, we can fight for, for laws and pass bills and, and run for office and get money to have doulas and midwives and, you know, people that are truly, truly concerned about our well being. Uh, Soul to Soul Sisters just passed a bill in Colorado that is on the governor's desk waiting to be signed about women who are pregnant and incarcerated and giving them an opportunity, even though they committed a crime. That's probably another podcast podcast as well, but to give them an opportunity to bond with the newborn with the child because this this innocent life is being brought into this world under these heinous conditions. I mean, people testified and it was so heartbreaking listening to the the testimonies of people who either experienced um, maternal death, the death of a child, um, the death of a mom, the 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 horrible treatment from the uh, the officers. Um, the conditions, the deplorable conditions where it's, you know, the cell with the bathroom and this hard, if you want to call it a bed or a bench, um, and really fighting for the what's best for the mother and the child, because we are talking about two human beings that um, that's adding life to to this world. And and it's so uh, dehumanizing to experience what the legal system puts a pregnant mother through or a pregnant person through and a pregnant and 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 a child an unborn child mother carolyn says it is a crime that is more dangerous for black women to have a baby in 2023 this is an act of racism and an act of genocide absolutely absolutely an act of genocide they don't care they rather we die both or the child or the mother, because then the child, you know, if there's no family around, goes into the system and we know that the system wasn't designed to work for us. And then the child is bounced around from foster home to foster home. And how do I know this? Because my mother was a foster parent for 15 years. And I've watched children come into my home at two o'clock in the morning with two garbage bags two garbage bags and they still do that to this day and and this was back in uh 1980 maybe maybe 1980 my mother started caring for foster children and i'm hearing stories now that have not changed we we don't invest in suitcases some dignity some honor for these children and then we wonder why um you know, things happen where they're lashing out and, and not um, loving themselves because they don't have anyone, there's no model to go by. Like Lucille Clifton said, born of no, with no model to follow. So our, um, you know, maternal, um, our, uh, Maternal death rate has, has got to be reduced. We, we got to do something about it. We, we got to address it. We got to take care of those who are giving birth to our future. Um, we're already, you know, messing up the world, if you will, with climate change and uh, capitalism and patriarchy and dehumanization. And you rather ban 
people dressing in, in drag or so concerned about the LGBTQ plus community and you're saying nothing about drugs, the last, um, guns, excuse me, and, and drugs. The last time I checked, you know, a person dressing in, in drag wasn't mass, wasn't shooting up a, a school or a neighbor when they asked for, you know, dude, stop shooting your gun. And then he shoots them, including an eight-year-old child. This is out of control. And we have become so desensitized to it because of now, you know, social media is more than, you know, your Facebook platforms and your Instagram. It's really internet access. You can watch, you know, whatever news you want to watch. And some of the news is not truthful. We witnessed that with Fox News since my my memory and my research from the Nixon years, and it definitely went earlier than that. Um, so we, we watch these things and we watch it so much that it begins to brainwash us and it ingrains this dehumanization and this not caring and, you know, well, you get yours, I got to get mine. You got a gun, I got to get a gun. And it's not a, a problem for, for me, my opinion, not a problem to have a gun because that is our right. My challenge is your automatic weapons that have no business in the hands of, you know, a person and then they're able to shoot up a, a school. My opinion. My show, my opinion. Christina says, too many doctors and nurses ignore and don't listen to black women while in the hospital and try to tell us about our bodies and how we feel, and that is part of the problem. Absolutely, because they don't acknowledge us. They don't humanize us. They don't honor us as a being. They don't listen to our voices. They don't insert the voice into my narrative. Um, and a lot of that has to do with ego. It has to do with racism. It has to do with not caring. It has to do with genocide, as Mother said. All of those things, and we have to walk into that and and try to survive and try to live and try to give birth or try to heal from a diagnosis or can't afford medication because the United States is quickly falling from the top spot of all of the countries in the world because no other country has problems with mass shootings but the United States everyone else has put now they have their other problems Let's stop right there. They have their other problems, especially with women, especially with the war going on in Ukraine. So just for this moment, for, for this, this moment, um, they, they don't have that problem because they took steps to remedy that so that that wouldn't happen. But we're so concerned about money and who the NRA is supporting and not doing anything you're putting guns over kids. And when it impacts white kids, black folk better wake up <laughs> and, and pay attention for sure. Gots to pay attention and gots to be more careful. Reverend Christina said, and don't show respect uh, to and honor the work of the doulas and home births. That's another thing Colorado just did um, with Medicaid. I don't have the details in front of me, but now um, I believe it passed that um, Medicaid will pay for um, doulas and birth workers. Um, so, you know, we, we 
across this country need to follow that lead. Um, it, it'll probably be harder to, to pass something like that in Tennessee and Mississippi and things of that nature. But if we can get the majority and then start voting people out of office who will then put humanity first, um, we, we can make that, that happen. Um, so just be mindful that um, th this is a black issue. This is a black issue. Um, and we need to pay attention and come together and do something about it. Not only is it black, uh, no, excuse me, I keep saying black, Maternal Health Awareness Month. It is also Lupus Awareness Month. And yes, that is a black issue as well. It's, it's an issue across the board, but it is a black issue issue why because one in 20 and one in 250 black women are diagnosed with lupus in the u.s as a matter of fact most bipoc communities are higher than white women but out of those bipoc communities guess who's number one black women so again lack of diagnosis Lack of listening to what's happening in your body. Lack of knowing family history. Lack of knowing what's going on in the environment, what you have access to. Um, so, you know, our, our black women are being diagnosed with lupus at disproportionate rates. Once again, just like breast cancer, 41% of us die at a higher rate than white women, 41%. So when I continue to tell you that it's been almost seven years that I have lived with metastatic breast cancer, that is a miracle in and of itself. To look at this, these comments and people on here who have, who have been diagnosed with one of these diseases where we're at the top or have been diagnosed and then recurrences and then re-diagnosed with something else and is still here, Mother Carolyn, all praise because we had to advocate for ourselves and speak up and fight for ourselves to get the things that we need to survive and not die at the hands of systemic ills. Um, Mother Carolyn said, uh, wow, imagine that we will vote in officials that put humanity first. Just imagine. Hey, Devin, I love you, my beloved. Thank you for joining. So with lupus, it's not something, you know, again, with, with social media and whiteness and just, you know, it's all about me and individualism and capitalism and patriarchy and, you know, there's only white one right way or it's either or it's never a both and we we must we are called to look at all of these things that are negatively and adversely impacting black people including maternal health lupus and also for may it is mental health awareness month now that one i didn't bother to um document the statistics because i felt that the statistics were skewed because what happens is in our black communities we are either ashamed to go to therapy therapy is not affordable to us 
um, the, uh, mental health and mental wellness is not talked about in our communities, in our congregations. It's, you know, oh, pray about it. Yeah, we're going to pray about it and we're going to go and get some mental health. We could do both. We can have Jesus and men- as a matter of fact, um, you know, if if God and the most the most high created all things, then mental health was something that was created for us in order for us to be well mentally, because we need to comprehend what's going on in society. We also need to tell our minds. Our minds have to be able to listen to our hearts and our souls so that it can comprehend and then do things differently, right? Because the brain, unless you feed it, unless you give it information, and unless you give it good, authentic, powerful, divine, magical, mystical information, you're going to end up making some jacked up decisions, because you're not feeding your mind. You're, you're watching all of this negativity on social media. Like the little girl who was standing in a courtyard. And all these people. She must have been two. And all these people are walking past her. And she's by herself. She's alone. Standing by a gate. Walking by. Not saying anything. not Barely even looking at her. Didn't even see her. So it was an experiment. So then they put a little white girl with blonde hair, about two years old. I would say at least in that moment, in that clip, um, 50 to 60% of people stopped to make sure she was okay. So when are we going to see us and honor us and honor the needs and honor the help that we need in order for us to deal with the systemic ills and the epigenetics and the layers of trauma and the trauma that's in our DNA, how are we going to heal with that? And from that is dealing, is healing in community, sharing stories like, oh, I didn't know your grandmother was a teacher. I'm a teacher too. Wow. But if we were only, if we were intentional about that, we would have more doctors, more revolutionaries, more uh, community activists, uh, politicians, uh, engineers, to bus drivers, sanitation, whatever, whatever is flowing that's positive in your DNA or even learning from the past ills um, so that we don't repeat it, that the cycle then shifts to give us life and to feed us um, what is good for and nurturing for our soul. Tamika said, therapy is a lifeline and a lifesaver. Full stop. Full stop. Because sometimes we just don't know what we don't know and we need somebody to guide us through the process. This is why community is so important and storytelling is so important and sharing the energy, the positive divine energy with one another because sometimes we just don't know and we just don't have it. We weren't raised that way. The system didn't create a space for us to be that way. So we know what our ancestors have done. We know that um, the strength and the power and the release and the resilience 
obedience and the resistance, all of that has happened and that is in our DNA, but what do we do about it? So when we don't know what we don't know, we need community, we need therapists, we need people to see us and honor us. And how do we do that? We don't wait for somebody else to define it for us. We don't wait for someone to invite us to the table. We create our own tables. We define who we are for ourselves. We, in womanism, we don't look to other people and other entities for our in our liberation. We do it ourselves together in community because we were not built to do these things individually as white supremacy does. So it takes away our culture. It takes away our divine drive. It takes away our communal prowess, something that has been embodied We've embodied that since the beginning of our time on the continent of Africa. Hey, Pammy. Good to see you. Facts. Jesus and therapy go together quite well. Full stop. Absolutely. Jesus and therapy. Somebody make a shirt and make some money. We can have Jesus, meds, and therapy so we can live life abundantly. And that is a wonderful way to begin to wind down from this segment because I am truly a witness to what mother just said. Uh, Jesus, meds, therapy, I'll add on self-love, self-care, and not the self-care, getting your nails done, you know, those are great. Get a massage. You need to loosen up the tension and dance a little and laugh a lot. You know, all of that is self-care and self-care is rest. Self-care is revolutionary. Self-care is um, putting yourself first uh, because you can't give what you don't have. You can't teach what you don't know and you can't pour from an empty cup. So this segment is dedicated to all of those who in this month, that we are lifting up and praying for. We're praying for those who have lupus. We're praying for those who either lost a child during um, you know, maternal death, uh, lost uh, the parent who gave birth. Uh, my, my, you know, as most of you know, my daughter had some, some challenges when she gave birth to Eli, which is why I call him miracle because both of them are miracles that they are still here and healthy and well, we lift up those who are, are struggling with, uh, mental wellness and this society that continues to kill those instead of offering help and support and love and offering humanity. So we lift all of you up on this day. We honor you. We see you. We love you. You are no less of a human being because of these challenges. If anything, you are as human as I am fighting this good fight to press through to healing and journeying through the process of healing together. You don't have to do it alone. Yeah, some people are real ignorant and they're going to talk negatively about therapy. They're going to talk about, well, you should have ate this, you should have did that. And that sometimes has something to do with it. And oftentimes it doesn't because doctors don't even know where these things 
come from and how these things happen. So if these medical doctors who went to school for umpteen years and spent all this money don't know, then we, we got to be okay with not knowing, but at the same time, be okay with what is good for me and my community and how does, since my humanity is inextricably bound to yours, which means if you're not okay, I'm not okay, um, how can we journey, journey together to be okay together? In whatever diagnosis, whatever you're going through, it might be something as 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 simple as someone who is bedridden, who is able to lift up a spoon to eat or pick up a cup to drink. That is a success. That is a journey of healing. Um, it could be someone like me who was able to go back to work um, last year, the end of the fourth quarter of last year after being on disability for three plus years. It was so all of your your successes and all of that draws us closer not only to a collective humanity but also to our divinity. So we're sending love to all those who are in the struggle, whatever it might be, but specifically for the month of May, for those who have been diagnosed with lupus, those who have mental uh, wellness challenges, and those who uh, are dealing with the uh, maternal health rate and the disparaging numbers with lupus and uh, and um, the maternal death rate. So I love you. Thank you for chiming in. Thank you for inserting your voice into this narrative. Thank you for joining me with Tuesdays with Tawana, where we build community one episode at a time. Thank you for just loving me and praying for me because I am because you are um, Ubuntu. That's what I live by. I live by womanism, tenets, and prowess that says that we are not looking to others for our liberation. We are looking to it ourselves. Oh, thank you, Reverend. It is also Brain Cancer Awareness Month. And please know that um, with brain cancer, oftentimes we find that a cancer, when it metastasizes, um, metastasizes, it, it goes to major organs and it goes to the brain, which is one of the largest. So um, let us be aware of that. And it can be quite challenging because there are times when they can get to the tumors and there are times when they can't get to the tumors. So we lift up those as well. Reverend Dr. Chalice says, celebrate my daughter. Yes, beloved, she's a survivor. Absolutely, sending so much love and celebration and honor. We see her, we feel her, we're sending her so much energy. Thank you for mentioning that and inserting that into this narrative because this is what it's about. It's about healing together sending loving healing energy to each other loving each other unconditional with positive regard so i love each of you very very much thank you for joining thank you for your input thank you for um, what you are going to do after this broadcast um ah sherelle watson so everyone on this feed let's send some love to sherelle watson um, who is a survivor 
Um, let's speak her name. Let's speak her name, Sherelle Watson. Sending her love and healing and energy and everyone that comes into her space. They come with a divine energy of healing. We call out her name because calling out the name is so powerful. It's inserting it into the atmosphere and we know how powerful we are, beloveds, that we could shift the atmosphere. We, we, we can shift the atmosphere through our divine prowess, through our ancestors, through our uh, intellect, through our souls. We, we, so say her name, Sherelle Watson. My God today, my God today. Deep breath and let's show up for one another. I'm Dr. Tad with Tuesdays with Tawana. I love y'all to the moon and beyond. And I'm grateful, grateful for my village and grateful for my tribe. And I hope that next Tuesday we will see each other. Inshallah. Salam, beloveds. Have a great day.